Hi, I'm Dr. Shana, and I'd like to wish you a warm welcome to the Mental Wellness Practice. In season three of the Mental Wellness Practice, we are exploring a variety of dimensions of wellness and exploring how those connect to mental health. Today, I'm joined by Gina Marie. She's a certified sex and relationship coach who specializes in embodied intimacy through a somatic and tantric lens. She's going to help us explore sexual wellness, how it relates to mental wellness, and equip us with some self-care tips. Gina Marie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so beautiful to be here. I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about your work. Yes, absolutely. So um, my coaching primarily focuses on working with women, reconnect with their sexuality and explore somatic and tantric tools to really come back to home to themselves. So understanding uh, what their body loves, what they needs, opening like a doorway to pleasure, as well as really connecting with um, relationships from like a deep, deep way. So I really support people with like awakening sexuality, reconnecting with that part of themselves and, and having a thriving relationship with themselves and with other people. That sounds incredible. And I'm hearing these terms like awakening sexuality, reconnecting with sexuality. And I'm thinking about like reconnecting what gets lost. And I think yes. in order to kind of get into all of that, we have to rewind and actually talk about sexual wellness. Uh, could you help us define that? Yeah. So when I think of sexual wellness, I really think of like going back to like the original essence of like what sexuality is. It's our life force energy. It's It's so... Um, and like peeling back the layers of like what uh, like the society and culture and some of the patterning conditioning around sex that's really like made it very like negative um, and going back to the innocence. So like I, I know sexual wellness can be a, a series of practices and definitions, but when I think of like really coming back into and like reconnecting and reawakening sexuality it's like coming back to the truth of who we are is that we're all sexual beings um sexuality isn't just intercourse it's like connecting to that life that flows within us it's like how we actually got here and that um sexuality is also like our creative essence as well uh and to not sound so esoteric <laughs> well like I, I, that's like that, that to me is like really, really important because it's helped me not just look at sex as like masturbation or sex with a partner, but actually my body, my aliveness, my creativity, and just shifting that narrative around sexuality has made it more like about sexual wellness rather than just like sex. Um, yeah, yeah, it sounds like you use an integrated approach to wellness, just like I do. So it's mm -hmm. almost hard to see any one dimension, right? Regardless yeah. of how passionate you are about it, it's very hard to see it singularly. You know, a lot of times people are surprised how often we're talking about our somatic experiences when I'm in counseling or how often we're talking about someone's financial history in counseling. I mean, yeah. This is nothing that this almost seems like you're prying and has nothing to do with it, but mm -hmm. absolutely they're all intertwined. So when I hear you you say like, man, I know I'm getting a little esoteric. I'm like, but there is a spirituality element, right? Yes. And you mentioned your methods many times somatic, there is that physical element. So it sounds like sexual wellness, just like mental wellness 
is just a part of that all integrated system mm-hmm. that it's really hard to not let them overlap because they're already intertwined. We're just led to believe they're all separate. Uh, honestly, I so love that we speak the same language. Yeah, I really it is refreshing. Yeah, I really appreciate you, how you articulated that because um, Tantra, it's like looking at the, the consciousness and the divinity and everything, like in the everyday like way of life, in the beauty and the bliss in the connection to spirit, but also into the connection to our own shadows and to the earth and to our feelings. Um, And when you think of like mental illness or like uh, sexual unwellness, if you Mm -hmm. will. We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like when those, when the aspects of like the wholeness of our, who we are, are rejected. That's when we have illness. It's like, okay, if we're demonizing our emotions, if we're not expressing our anger, that can come out into illness in the body and it can come, it can be illness in the mind. Um, as well as like repressing, uh, sexuality, repressing pleasure, um, like not allowing, uh, like blocking orgasm or like blocking love or intimacy, like that creates, like it can create illness, it can create disconnection, it can create problems. It's, it's why lots of people end up going into um, couples counseling is because like there's aspects of ourselves we're repressing, um, mm. some going back to like earliest childhood memories. So seeing everything, um, I love when you're talking about holistically, everything is connected. It's like my approach to coaching is really looking at like you as a whole person, all mm-hmm. of it. It's like we welcome yeah, we're, we're, we're allowing like drips of pleasure to come into the body and learning to resensitize to what feels good. But it's also like, what, what's also feeling really awful? Like what's, where's the discomfort? Where's the tension? Where is the fear? Like, where are we afraid to connect? Where are we afraid Mm. to like talk about pussy and penis and oh, okay. I'm now it's okay. I'm talking about pussies and vaginas on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. That's why amazing, we're going to do that. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, well, well even, even that can be very liberating, but also scary because like the language that we use around sex can oh, create sure. this like, um, well, the language that we use around anything can create like disconnection, tension, illness, more, more issues, right? Even the stigma of mental health. And I know before we hopped on this podcast, I was sharing that I used to work at CAMH. So I did a whole bunch of mental wellness presentations about stigma and language and it's the same and how how speaking more empowering empoweringly (laughs) it's a new word um (laughs) and positively about uh humans and about mental health it can just have such great benefits as well as like how we talk about um sexuality and how we talk about our own bodies uh and really taking back the again like the, the sacredness the the innocence of of sex. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, sexual health is so loaded for many of us and I'm in awe. I mean, I know this is what you live and breathe and do, Mm -hmm. right? So how I'm thinking about when you gave us even your Mm -hmm. introduction and defined what sexual wellness is, the ease of some of these statements that me as someone who has taught human sexuality many times to graduate students, um, we aim for in terms of you know, healthy sexual wellness and therefore sexual, um, healthy mental health, right? Like that combination, Mm -hmm. you said some things that came off so naturally to you that I could just imagine some of the listeners sitting with like, whoa, 
wait, did she mess up her words? Right. Like you mentioned, like returning to the innocence of sexuality. And I'm thinking like for some people, they're so programmed, whether it's from family, culture, religion, all of the above to think there's nothing innocent about sexuality. Right. And you're talking about like this purity and spirituality and some people are like, oh my gosh, when I'm like my most high <laughs> self, yeah, these <laughs> things are separate. They, you, you can't like keep that over there. That's, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you're mm -hmm. also talking about terms that I'm thinking of. Maybe some people are going, oh, oh, I was not ready for that. And that's part of the work. There's so many factors here to uncover. And I think about a lot of my clients who a lot of these discussions come with tremendous loaded pain around mm -hmm. sexuality, even mm -hmm. with, and obviously the, the most overt example is if there's a history of sexual trauma, mm -hmm. but I'm also thinking about like some of the more inadvertent aspects of sexual trauma mm -hmm. and sexual unwellness, like all of the shame and yeah. the stigma and repression. Um, so maybe we can talk a little bit first, and I know you mentioned this, but I want to flesh it out more about the idea that we all have sexual health. Um, because especially in this season of the podcast, I do want to highlight that there are dimensions that are given for sure for all of us, like physical health. We just all have that. We are embodied yeah. beings, right? Like maybe your movement requirements look different from mine, your nutrition requirements different from mine, but we all have physical health. And then there's some things that may differ a lot from person to person, but yet I'm also hearing you say like, we all have sexual health. So is this like the optional wellness that depends on personality and identity and, you know, orientation, or is it something that we just all have? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful question. Um, well, I, I also want to identify, and this is not an, an area of expertise, so there are people who identify as asexual, so they don't have sexual desire, but that doesn't mean they don't like intimacy. So I want to just also say there are differences across the board with how people identify uh, with themselves and how sexuality shows up in their life. So I also want to say that not everyone is going to relate to sexuality as sacred or is it's not always going to be the most important thing hmm. in their life, right? However, everyone is a sexual being in some way. We all have, if we bring it down, um, this is also a perspective from like the, the Taoist tradition is like sexual energy is our life force energy. So um, that is like the energy that creates life. Right? When two people come into union and they have sex and life is created, that is like life force energy between two humans creating another human. Like that's so beautiful. And sex is a part of that as well. Like our sexual energy, like that moves through our body that is also responsible for our creative force. So like you, uh, Shana, like, your creative life force energy has gone into creating this podcast, right? So there's like, and, and maybe that's a little bit of an interesting way of looking at it, but like there is that element of like, you know, our, our sexuality is, is, is just at the very, very core is energy. It's energy and flow, energy and motion. Now, I know this might be <laughs> a bit like in the, in the stars for some, um, but so when we talk about like everyone has sexual wellness is like everyone can tap into pleasure, creativity, energy, 
connection with another person that's just innate in all of us so um i just want to mm. like just put that out there that like yeah we all have sexuality we all have it within us and then there's the expression right it's then what gives us pleasure what is how do we use that life force is it um you know when we look at like desires and um, eroticism and eros it's like well, what brings that alive is it like you know is there certain like sensuality and like touch that really stimulates that like activation of that sexual energy um is it more of like an again like an energetic thing i work a lot with erotic blueprint where it's like you know people can be more sensual or more energetic um or more like sexual and and it's looking at when i when i'm coaching clients and working with people to like reawaken and reconnect with sexuality it's like teaching that like we all have um, sexuality within us. And then we can then explore what it is that really turns us on. Because sometimes people don't know because we don't get this education. And then to go on this, uh, the other piece that you mentioned, um, like the rewiring around, okay, well, how do we get back to what I just said earlier? It's like, how do we get back to the innocence of sexuality? It's like, what are you talking about, Gina? Help me out. It's like understanding that we also like the core of who we are is this like innocent vibrant like sexual being with this creative energy but when we come into the world there are like the stories the stigmas the the patterns like the cultural ideas again all have a purpose none of not, it's not necessarily good or bad but it kind of takes it can take us away from that core innocence and that core understanding that like we are allowed to feel pleasure like we are allowed yeah. to, yeah, right. And so I work yes. a lot with, yeah. Which I'm just thinking yeah. about how some people are like, oh, wait, I, I, you know, I could just think of, uh, I relate to listeners who are probably tuning in or like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I know. oh, I guess yeah. that makes sense, you know, especially if they identify as a sexual being and they do, <laughs> you know, want to foster their sexual wellness, probably like, oh, I guess I am allowed. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, to giving permission. And it's really interesting. <laughs> permission, that this, yeah. Our our conversation has has gone into these realms because my coaching is actually very practical. <laughs> like, we're really like looking at like who you are and holistic, but like I feel sure. like this is an important thing for people to understand is like again, the when we because as a, a mental health professional yourself, it's like you're looking at people's spiritual health, their financial health, their sexual health, and, and their emotional and everything. It's like all of this is connected. It's all connected. So we have to, I, I like to bring in that a little bit more of the, the I guess you call it the macro, which is like kind of help sure. with getting into the micro. So like we are all sexual beings. It all expresses differently. We all have different pleasures and different ways our nervous system likes or dislikes uh, the expression of sexuality. So that's something that we're allowed to explore. It exists. But what prevents yeah. us from diving into that is all of the, I'm just going to say the shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the shit, and you touched on it already, like the shit ranging from just like the negative belief systems we're, we're fed about sex and the fears that we're like, that are projected onto us. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, sort of speaking holistically for all, but also a little bit for myself. 
<laughs> as well as the traumas. There are, yeah. and, and that's, I think this is something we'll, we'll dive into today is, mm-hmm. um, all right, at least I hope to, is that there is so much that has to do with mental unwellness or like mental illness that has to do with trauma and abuse. And particularly when it comes to sexual trauma, that's like something I've seen in my work, both in my mental health practice and in my coaching practice is like reclaiming that innocence, reclaiming that sexuality when trauma has happened, rather through abuse or rape or assault um, that takes away that sense of safety and then disconnects us from that, that truth of who we are, that we are a sexual being and that it's beautiful and it's innocent and that pleasure can actually be very healing and then pleasure can be that creative life force. It's like something gets rewired towards, um, you know, shame. Yeah, okay. that, I, you're yeah. absolutely right. I do want to talk about that connection between <laughs> yeah. trauma in general, but of course, specifically today, sexual trauma and how it affects mental health and Especially you mentioned, um, you usually work in very practical ways. I'm like, well, I would love to talk about practical ways to work (laughs) through that, right? Beyond the obvious of like, please see a therapist to grow through that. But I hear so many helpful points from you. And I can tell you think you're sounding like up in the clouds. I'm like, no, we, we kind of need to start there. And I think that's, I think it's, uh, I don't want to get off on a tangent and up on a soapbox, but I do. So I'm fighting with myself in this moment of, I think so many of us are not getting or are not given the opportunity Mm -hmm. to even sit and think about this. I think our world is very biased to certain aspects of wellness. So we amplify those more, right? You're supposed to be financially well. And here are the things that we'll try to train you about that supposed to be physically well let's give you all of these things about your your nutrition about your hydration your movement which all of those are important please do not get me wrong but i do think there are these aspects of our wellness that for a variety of reasons don't get discussed and therefore when we're talking about it well i would love to immediately dive into practical things i know you and i both (laughs) as like helpers want to give the practical things the whole reason for this podcast it's also unfair. So as an educator, knowing from a developmental lens, how am I going to give you the practical things when you don't even know how to define what you're talking about? So something I'm thinking about for those who are tuning in and, you know, kind of like sexual wellness 101, some yeah. things that I've done in my course, and I, I can, I'm certain you are, you would agree with, but correct me if I'm wrong, is even allowing everyone to define what sexuality means for them. And yeah. as a byproduct, sexual health and sexual wellness allow yourself to play with the words. Like if you were to do some sort of word association, maybe even like a word cloud, just sit and like, what are the words you associate when you hear sex? And and when you hear those words, what do you experience in your body? What thoughts come to mind? You know, are they across that spectrum or are they leaning more towards like negative, shameful, critical, or is it more of that returning to innocence? Like there's a creative aspect there. There's a life force there. I think that activity based on what I'm hearing mm-hmm. from you in and of itself is a really helpful place to start. Oh, I love that. And it's so interesting because I was thinking of just like, describing a bit of a, like a practice and a, yeah. and a tool that I, I very similar to in a compliment to what you just shared mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I guide clients with yeah. is, is like recreating and rewriting their sexual narrative. 
and, and actually giving the space. It's like, what did, what were you taught about sex? Mm-hmm. What were the big influences? And like giving that a space to be shared and like, yeah. and seen, right. Yeah. Um, and, and also connecting with like, okay, well, what is this person's desire? What do you want to experience in sex? And like, what is the things that stand in the way? Right. And often mm-hmm. it's these stories, these beliefs, um, emotions like shame or fear, and then like understanding all of those influences and then coming back into, okay, well, what is the, what is this key piece that we can, we can shift, right? If it's like, you know, that, that piece where you're talking about, like, is it pleasure? Like, does that, Mm. like, does that create like a a contraction in your body because there's a real desire to like, to like explore pleasure? Mm. Maybe it's love, maybe it's orgasm, right? Maybe it's, being in your feminine, like we can work a little bit with that as well. And then what I'll help guide people through is like to feel like where does their current sexual narrative, like where does it live in the body? Like, how does it feel again? Like, does it feel like tension? Is it like scary? Does it even show up as like a bit of like, um, I was working with someone earlier today and I won't go into the major details, but there was like almost like a visual of like having like a protective force around them. Mm. Like it's like, you know, that, that keeping people away. Yeah. Keeping, and, and so that somatic more, mm-hmm. yeah, vi- exactly. And that it all has a purpose. And so this practice, which I, I want to just highlight that I've um, I got from my training as a Vita sex, love and relationship coach, an amazing, amazing training um, is helping people really get into that. Like, what's the somatic imprint of this current story? How is it affecting your relationship? So if you have this bubble around you, or if you're carrying shame around orgasm or carrying shame around even having pleasure, how is that affecting your life? And then we start to create uh, a new story, a new narrative. And that can look a lot of different ways in, in a somatic coaching perspective. Sometimes it's like feeling like which part of you, so if you're, in, if you're interested in parts work or inner child work, um, you know, there's who, who, which part of you is really holding on to that story? Like who, who is like, who, who, whose narrative does this belong to? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know even in my own journey, there was like uh, a narrative around like sex is shameful and it should be hidden. And that was like my inner child, like still was holding on to that story. So we, like, I'll support people with like understanding what's their current narrative, where do they want to go? What's like that key piece that if we could shift it and like maybe share with that part of you that holds this current narrative, um, and give them an opportunity to hear what's possible, right? So again, this can these coaching journeys always are very, very like individual, but really it's trying to identify the current story and start to open up to what would it be like to hold this other vision of their sexuality. And for some people, it's like actually just almost creating a completely new narrative around sex, the one that they were not taught in school or not taught by their parents. Um, Again, one that is more empowering and it can be as simple as like, I'm allowed to have pleasure. Yeah. This restoring... Yeah. Yeah. This restoring sounds, uh, it's interesting because as I'm hearing you, I'm like, part of it sounds so simple. I'm like, oh, I could see why that would help. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, as someone who uses narrative methods in counseling, I, I love the practice of restoring, but I'm thinking about in terms of sexual health and sexual well-being, how empowering this could just blow so many things out of the water all at once. And I think it's important for us to maybe spell these things out because we're kind of getting into them with wonderful 
practical strategies. Thank you for that narrative tool. <laughs> and I'm also thinking, I don't want folks to lose this very clear message of how does, you know, like, what is this risk of sexual unwellness and how does like, what, how does that show up and how does it affect our mental health? Mm. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Coming back to the mental yeah. wellness. <laughs> well, and you know what, this is where we can get super practical. It's like when you are physically well, right? You're, you're more emotionally happy. You're typically have more energy. Um, your muscles are stronger. Your emote, your mood is better. It's the same thing with sexual health, right? Yeah. Sexual wellness. Yeah. We go from the stars out right back down to earth. It's like <laughs> when you are, you know, have a healthy relationship with your, sexuality, one that's empowering, you have a healthy, loving relationship with your genitals, right? That's like a narrative. It's kind of like when you have strong self-love or strong self-worth, right? That mm -hmm. just is, um, you're more happy, your relationships are better. And so this is the same thing when you relate to your, your sexuality, your genitals from a place of love, that is going to be it's going to have a positive impact on, mm -hmm. on your expression of your sexuality, on your relationships and how you relate to yourself. Um, and so again, if you are like, if you have a healthy self-pleasure practice or a healthy narrative around your sexuality and you're expressing it in a way that feels safe with people who are safe and like in a safe environment with your own solo practice, that's like, it, you know, it's like, taking care of your physical health or taking care of your emotional health, it's all going to bring everything up in your life. So um, if I can say, I think people who are most sexually alive and connected to themselves and connected to their pleasure and allowing that, na that new narrative or a positive narrative to flow through them are just happier. <laughs> sure. Happier. I'm, I'm sure I that's why so. you do this work. You wouldn't have, <laughs> played. but you know, I'm, I, as yes. you're saying this, it's, it's so interesting because a lot of this content I'm used to uh, exploring in a more educational realm that I'm pro mm. providing the content and I love being in the learner seat today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because as I'm hearing you, I'm having a thought because I'm also just spending, sharing some space with the listeners. And I'm imagining that some people, as they hear you talk about that, are realizing how individual it is. And I'm just thinking about messaging throughout life. Sexuality is one thing, but sex and sexual health is often attached, maybe over attached to the idea of someone or multiple other people, right? Like you need yes. this interpersonal aspect. And I can only imagine, and my heart breaks for someone who isn't partnered, maybe cannot pursue being partnered right now and thinks, oh, well, this is pointless for me because my sexual health just has to suffer right now. And as mm. I'm hearing you, I'm thinking of the exact opposite and like how eye-opening that could be is yes, your sexual health can be a shared experience, um, just like other areas of your health can be a shared experience, but you are really helping us bring it right back down to the individual. It's like, what about your yes. practice? What about your identity, your preferences? What is pleasure to you? Yes, you can you can intermingle people as well, right? That's not a no go, but it does come back to your core. Yes. Oh, thank you. 
I love the yeah. way you ask questions and are directing me because I'm like, this, <laughs> this is clearly a topic that I love so much and I could just go like wild. And I am speaking with, my... that's, and that is, that is exactly why I wanted to speak with you. And, you know, <laughs> as I'm thinking about this and truthfully, and, and maybe the listeners are experiencing this from this season too, is I thought, I just knew I wanted to talk about different dimensions of wellness, but it's also mm. becoming clear to me that after we established this blueprint, man, the, each episode can focus on a, a different tactic, right? Like I would love to talk to you about some of the practical things. I just think like, gosh, we're going to have to meet again, like 20 more times. So yeah, so just, a whole series. <laughs> that's just, well, gonna happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we could talk about all of these topics forever because it's so vast and it's yeah. interesting because about the conversation about sex is so limited in our families. And I remember what in grade five, we did sex ed for like a few classes. It was sure. so minimal. And so I want to come back though, because you were talking about something so important to sexual wellness is like that solo self-pleasure practice. Um, my wonderful teacher, uh, Victoria, who's my Tantra mentor and, a, and um, my coach uh, in the relationship space. Um, she always likes to remind people that like there's the solo self-pleasure practice and then like there's masturbation. Masturbation actually has like a very, I, I did a whole video on it on um, Instagram about like the term masturbation and where it comes from. It's actually quite derogatory. I won't hmm. go down that rabbit hole right now, but you can watch my IG video on it. Yeah, I'll link it in the show notes too after I watch yeah. it myself because I'm like, I want to learn, but I will also yeah. link it in the show notes. Yeah, well, I want to get into it. Well, a solo self-pleasure practice. Again, I'm going to just I'm thinking about your audience as well. It's like when you go, you see your therapist to talk about your emotions, you go to women's circles or you go to the gym. It's like a solo self-pleasure practice is like, can be a part of your self-care, right? And it's like, and it doesn't always have to be like getting into an orgasm and getting it done. It can be something that's more like offering yourself self-touch, offering yourself a breast massage. It could be taking like, 20 minutes, five minutes, an hour out of your day just to enjoy something that's pleasurable to you. Um, and then of course, like when it comes to arrows, like there's a whole range of different practices um, that can connect with sexual energy or sexual energy as healing. Um, tools that I have been trained in and I share with clients and I practice myself is things like breath work, um, meditations that also connect with like desire and the senses. There's a sensate um, pleasure practice, which is like allowing your body to connect with sight, sound, your 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 body and your mind. Um, like a um, sense uh, sense of smell, touch, and energy. It's like seeing solo self pleasure practice as like this vast like. I was going to say ocean, but like galaxy of things that you can explore within your own body, your own nervous system, your own heart. Um, another practice that I really, really love that uh, that I, I just it has so many benefits for for me and for other people is using like the jade egg practice, which is a Taoist healing modality using a jade egg, which has some interesting controversy on the internet. But like if you kind of bring it back down to like where it came from, it's like actually just connecting with again your eros your pleasure for the intention of like something positive and there's a whole range it's like you can use your eros in your um, sexuality for healing healing your own body 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can just uh, like connect with your with the, with the jade egg and with the practices around the jade egg to just connect and resensitize yourself to pleasure. Um, it's also a practice that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just heard construction in the background. <laughs> That's okay. Took me off it. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's all good. Um, but yeah, like that, it can be a real like healing modality if you have been someone who's um, gone through trauma and taking back your self-pleasure practice to reconnect with Mm. um the sensations inside of yourself on your body everywhere like oh my goodness i know hopefully i'm being as practical as i can but like there's just so much so many things if you start to bring that love and that awareness and attention and intention back to a practice that is for you to connect to that with that aliveness and that pleasure and sexuality if again from a place of love and wellness again it's like you get to open up doors to greater again i am of the belief that when you are more sexually alive you are more happy sure. <laughs> and you are more whole mm-hmm. um and so yeah these are some of the things that and again from a, an integrated perspective your philosophy fits well right so i'm thinking about if we can light up these different dimensions of our wellness and contribute and invest in ourselves in those different ways offer ourselves self love by investing in these different dimensions mm-hmm. we are comprehensively better right they interweave so i i hear exactly what you're saying and i love that you you are equipping us with a multitude of practical <laughs> um opportunities. And I'm thinking about, you know, the the last thing I want to touch on, because obviously we could talk for forever and I'm certain we're going to talk again because (laughs) there's so much to cover, but I am thinking about the prevalence of sexual trauma. And when that is paired with an already, you know, sexually stigmatized society, a lot of, you know, pre-existing internalized shame around sex, a lot of the things that we're talking about today with ease seems like privileged, luxury, inaccessible. And I have a lot of compassion for folks who are listening with that history that want to hear you and want to be able to acquire and, and have similar perspectives that you hold, right? And like really believe that, but their experience might be holding them back. Now, from my perspective, that for folks in that position, I immediately say like, that's work for counseling and therapy, like Mm -hmm. find a provider and work through that. But I'm also wondering from your perspective, are there other things that you would suggest for someone who is really intimidated about the process, honoring their trauma and their history, but wanting to develop sexual wellness? Yeah, thank you for that. And that's an important piece. When I work with uh, clients, it's also something that I, I let people know that if you're currently in crisis or if there is like unintegrated trauma, like sexual trauma from the past, it's important to yeah work with a therapist and like start to do that healing um, because the some of the somatic and like tantric based work can go into places that if like you're not quite ready, it can be um, it can be it can be challenging. Yet at the same time, I invite that um, I, I'm something that's coming up for me is just to mention like that how the body keeps the score mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with uh, Bessel van der Kolk is like some ways to come back into the body doing things like 
yoga or even some of the practices that I've shared with and I'll share with my clients is like going super, super slow Mm -hmm. with yourself, with your body, finding like, again, pleasure doesn't always have to be like sex and intercourse with your with, with yourself or with other people it can be literally coming back to your own touch your own sensations and starting to just rebuild a connection with that in a very slow gradual and loving way um yeah. And I hope I hope that makes sense. And I, I think there's also different forms of of expression, like mm-hmm. again, like dance or connecting with like breath and movement and liberatory practices that I see in some of the tantric uh, traditions and practices that can be very helpful if you've had trauma. Is to allow that to move and to be like completing the stress cycle, if you will, and to allow that to be moved and through the body before doing, say, like a you know, a big solo self-pleasure practice or or diving into some more of the um, sexuality pieces when your body isn't ready, but there's still like trauma and tension and pieces in the soma that want to be expressed and, and um, released. I hear yet again why an integrated model of wellness can be so helpful. So I'm glad that you and I both concur that it's normal when you're trying to hone in on your sexual wellness to come into some obstacles that might be mental health related, specifically Mm -hmm. trauma related. And it is best to slow down and work with a provider to make sure you address that trauma and heal through that. So I want to normalize that is that we might have some really good intentions of like, yeah, I want to take a tantra class. I want to do that, right? I want to try this. She said, Jada, let me go ahead and Google one and buy one, right? Like there might be some temptation to take your practical strategies and only then do you realize that you have your obstacles and maybe some trauma that has been repressed surfaces. So mm-hmm. I just want to normalize that, but it doesn't mean you can't have that sexual wellness. That's not what I'm hearing. It just means that you're going to need to heal throughout that process in a different way than you thought. Coming back to the integrated aspect, what I heard from you and I love um, is you know, in that meantime, there are other things you can do in addition to, of course, counseling and therapy to ready yourself to develop that sexual wellness and allow yourself and permit yourself to develop that again. And it's by these other areas of wellness, right? So like you can just, okay, then sexual is being upheld and scaffolded by other domains of physical well-being, right? Like movement, whether it's yoga, whether it's dance, I think about mindful walks, some people getting them, Mm -hmm. their bodies in a body of water and allowing like what that feels like and really connecting to that, being barefoot on different types of earth structures. They just, there's so many different ways, right? So like I said, we could talk about senses. Yes, yes, that, yeah, exactly. Um, Going back to sensate focus. I, I love that. And Thank you so much for your time. We will be talking again. I will will harpoon you and find you because there's so much that we need to talk about. But in the meantime, I'm going to link a lot of the things in the show notes. But if folks are listening and they want to learn more about you, the work you do, where should they find you? Yes, you can learn all about my coaching programs and more about my story on my website, www.ginamarie.ca. I can also follow me on Instagram at Gina Daring Greatly. Uh, and again, I work with women to support them with reconnecting to their sexuality, rewiring their stories around sex and really live that 
you know, beautiful, alive experience that we're talking about. Um, and then I also uh, host workshops in Toronto, primarily. Um, I'm starting to create spaces for intimacy. So I had, um, I co-facilitated a beautiful experience called Intimacy Alchemy, where we are guiding people through connection practices, eye gazing, um, breath, as well as uh, leading a Thai yoga massage a couple's experience. So I'm going to be offering those regularly here in Toronto, as well as some other um, awesome juicy workshops that you can find on my Instagram. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that with us. What it just sounds like you've already equipped us with so many practical things, but man, there are some opportunities to continue and working with you. So I'm sure that there are lots of listeners who are grateful for that, but I am really grateful for your time. Thank you so much for helping us learn a little bit more about sexual wellness, how it affects mental wellness, and offering us so many practical tips in the process. Thank you, Shana. <laughs> Thanks, everyone.